When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Encourage all of you to go subscribe. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. You won't miss a moment of being able to consume every single minute of the show. Broken down by hour. Also, you'll get Carol Markowitz. You'll get Tudor Dixon and more additions to that podcast universe coming as well as additional uh, commentary from Buck, maybe down the line in the near future, more from me as well. Good stuff. You'll love it. Um, and you'll be able to hang out. Plus, we all want to say thank you to our Clay and Buck VIPs who can now watch all three hours of this program streaming live, uh, behind the paywall at clayandbuck.com. A lot of you there, and we certainly appreciate all of you. Uh, a couple different stories that are, uh, that are out there that we want to hit. We've been talking about uh, Biden in California, nearly trips going up the stairs, the continued questions about whether or not he's going to be the candidate. What in the world's going on with Nikki Haley? Why is she still in the race? We'll break down some of the Donald Trump town hall going forward. But, Buck, some of the stories out there I wanted to make sure that we address because otherwise you're not going to hear very much about them. And this is one part of that. Uh Everybody... Uh, reacting last week to the shooting that took place at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade celebration uh, in Kansas City. Kansas City coming off of the largest number of murders in the history of the city. Violence has been rampant throughout Kansas City. And uh, the shooting appears to have just been a dispute between young men, uh, in fact, two young black men. Uh, so all of the arguments about how we needed more gun control, about how we needed uh, to repeal the Second Amendment, which I saw some members of the sports media making, they've all vanished. And the latest bit of news here, and I'm reading, this is shared by Colin Rugg, who does a good job uh, collating a lot of different stories and, and spreading them on uh, social media. Uh, the firearm used by one of the men charged with the shooting in Kansas City was stolen 
according to court documents. Uh, shortly after the shooting, you'll remember President Biden made the most of the shooting and demanded an assault weapons ban. None of that would have changed anything that happened in Kansas City. Now, Buck, it's a bit confusing because they've charged two juveniles with crimes. They haven't exactly, they haven't named those juveniles and they haven't said exactly what they did. Maybe there was more than two shooters before all is said and done. But these two men, both adults, have been charged with uh, second-degree murder, both black guys in Kansas City. And, again, this just circles back to the conversation we had last week, but also this week. People don't really want to have a conversation about violence because it would require acknowledging that black men are overwhelmingly responsible as a percentage of the population for violence in America and there's a huge segment of white America that is terrified of being called racist if they happen to look at the data and say 3% of the population is committing over half of all murders. And by the way, most of their victims are black as well. You know, I I watched with Kerry the exchange on the Bill Maher show uh, between Ann Coulter, who is a, a friend of ours, and and Van Jones, whom I know from my time at CNN. And it was uh, it was instructive i mean ann is far more well versed in the law and certainly the truth about firearms than van jones is but van jones doesn't care because he's there to emote on behalf of the democrat party line on on the they were speaking about kansas city to be clear they were speaking about this shooting on that show right after it had happened and uh, what, what you see is uh van jones when he's pushed on this and brought up the issue of broken families and and Bill Maher even occasionally threw in things to show that he knows a little more than maybe some of that audience of leftists would expect about this. The uh, illegitimacy rate between black families and white families, effectively children born out of wedlock, uh, between white and black families, until you get into the 60s, was very, very close. I mean, meaning yes. that, that black families were intact families before the creation of the massive welfare state in america and lbj and the great society programs and since then now i think now it's over 70 percent of of uh, black children are born out of out of wedlock um and that that's something that she brought up van jones in responses if you're wondering you know how we stop violence and he said yes black on black violence in cities is a big problem he said, you know how we stop the violence more more city programs and, and i'm i'm sorry but you know you, you don't get to be lecturing the country about the need to stop gun violence and then turn around and say, you know, if we just had more, you know, night basketball programs and after school, you know, programs. And uh, they've, they've tried all this all over the place. It doesn't do anything. OK, it doesn't change because the fundamental structure of the family in poor neighborhoods has been destroyed by the Democrats and they refuse to deal with this. Because one, they don't want to admit that they were wrong, and two, they don't want to lose the power that the state has to pay the bills of all these individuals effectively, right? I mean, in New York City, Clay, it's something like 20% of the city is living in subsidized housing. 20%! One in five people in a city of eight million. Um, and, and what you all, just real quick on this, Clay, what you also see is the wait for the facts. They don't want to wait for the facts because the point isn't stopping gun violence, okay? Uh, everyone should remember this. The next time there's a shooting that's like this, that involves black men 
not a you know psycho white guy who's shooting up a movie theater or something but when it when it plays out in this way it's immediately gun control for 24 hours until the name comes out and then we find out oh gun control and assault rifle bans wouldn't have done anything but they've scored the political points they needed for their side it's not actually about addressing the problem they won't address the problem Here's a stat for you, Buck. I, I wanted to look it up and make sure we got this right. Uh, according to Brookings Institute, in 1965, 24% of black kids were born out of wedlock. 1965. Not that long ago. Right about time the Great Society started. 76% of black kids at 1965 were born inside of marital homes. It's now 70% of black kids are born out of wedlock. Think about, I mean, again, that's since 1965. So for people out there, because you know one of the arguments that will be made is, well, this is a legacy of slavery. That That's the argument now that is made. This is part of the systemic racism that black America has to deal with. Uh, the family unit has been devalued for generations. Okay, 1965, a lot of you out there listening to us right now were alive in 1965. 76% of black kids born in families. Now, 2023, 2024, it's up to over 70% of black kids are born out of wedlock. That's a massive change, and I think the data would reflect, Buck, that we have created and incentivized that to occur with the policies that we put in place. And you you can dig into it a little bit more. It's not just because people say, oh, well, well, out of wedlock. I have a friend who was born out of wedlock, and he's great. What we really mean is fatherlessness. No dad in the picture. No father figure around. No remarried uh, dad even or anything like that. We were talking about there's no father figure. And when this happens, and it certainly does in other communities, it happens far too often in uh, among you know white uh, white families, white individuals across the country. You have similarly bad outcomes, high. High levels of drug abuse among, particularly among men, high levels of, you know, young men, uh, of incarceration, high school dropout. The data on this is screaming. It, 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 yes. There is no, which is why, you know what Van Jones said uh, to Anne, if you saw this on, on Bill Maher, when he, when she pointed this out, that would be great if it were true. All they can do is deny. All they're left with is a denial of the facts that are so clear and have been clear for decades, but destruction of the family unit and the replacement of it with the state is unfortunately ideologically embedded in the left and the Democrat Party. I'm glad you mentioned this because I do think it's important. We have a lot of single parents out there listening. And this is not designed to attack single parents. It's unfortunate that any single parent has to do the job of both mom and dad. But the data, you may do a fabulous job. And there are certainly uh, exceptions to the overall rule your kids may grow up, they may be the most successful human beings on the planet. Remember, Barack Obama and Bill Clinton were both raised by single moms. So there are exceptions. But as a general rule, you don't want to try to be the exception. You want to put your kids in the best possible position, and government policy is failing kids. I know someone who runs a hedge fund who takes far more drugs than any person should, okay? Like, mm-hmm. I've known someone who, like, he is wildly successful. Wildly successful. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to tell people, hey, don't do a lot of drugs. It's bad for you. 
Yeah, right. There, there. Now that's a particular outlier situation, but I'm just saying that there are always going to be people who overcome the difficult circumstances. It's not to malign any individual's circumstance Correct. or family. It's to look at at a policy level. How do you encourage? This is what marriage does. Marriage is the social and religious encouragement of family formation, right? Now, yeah. there are people that figure out other things that work, and some people never get married, and they make it work, and their kids are pretty happy, although we could have a conversation about, well, then why not get married? Point here being, stable family formation is essential. The Soviets, the communists, they always destroy this. They want control of the family, and they want to turn family members actually against each other by elevating the state above mom and dad, above your brothers and sisters. Because then they completely own you. Then they own your mind. They own your soul. There's a bit of that in the Democrat approach to all of this, too. And you see this with the welfare state. What they want is the state in place of dad, the state in place of a husband. And so then you're going to keep voting for whatever it is, you know, whoever it is that's promising to continue and perpetuate that relationship because the absence of that is terrifying to you because who else is there to gather together with you and and deal with the tough times. Family formation is absolutely critical. Is there one person, Clay, right now in the sports world? Is there one very prominent black athlete? And I ask this honestly. I don't know. You would know who speaks about family formation and its importance in the black community. Is anyone talking about it? Tony Dungy is a coach who has gotten criticized to a large extent for arguing about the father has to be the head of the household and the dad has to raise his family i you're hitting on a really him for that oh yeah he gets gets criticized google 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 the amount of attacks that tony dungy has gotten remember barack obama said this early in his presidency i think there is a huge opening uh and i don't think it's just black men although certainly black men if you look at the data are absent higher rates than any other group, I think, Hispanic, white, or Asian. That's what the data reflects. But this is a part of masculinity crisis in general. And I think about this a lot because I have three boys, and I'm trying, hopefully, to raise them to one day be good dads and be good husbands and to be heads of households and be able to be successful in life. A lot of men, we have elevated women's uh choices and opportunities, and I think that's a good thing. But there's a difference between elevating and pulling down. And I think a lot of men, if you look, I mean, just basic college, 60% of all college graduates now are women, Buck. Women, there are women listening to us right here. I think one of the reasons why women are so connected to the Democrat Party, single women, I think single women have been sold a bill of goods. This is a big, this is a big idea. We could probably dive into, do a whole shows on this, but I think they've been sold the idea that you'll be happy if you are, if you do X, Y, and Z. And a lot of those things push you away from wanting to be a mom. And I think a lot of single women out there want to be moms, and they're told, go pursue your career, go have all this success. And they try to make you feel bad or make you believe that you can be, you know, the the, the boss, um, what's the what's the phrase? like uh, Boss lady? Boss lady in all aspects of your life. And the reality is it's really hard to be a great mom or a great dad and work a hundred hours a week or 80 hours a week or any of those things. And so if you go look, but you were single for longer than me, but a lot of what single women are told is what single men would dream. Actually, sex with no play, strings I, attached. Like you've lived through this more than I, I, I could did, do. But. I could do a whole podcast just on what it's like to be single in America in a major city today and the accrued wisdom of decades of going through it. Uh, and it's bad. 
I mean, not not the wisdom. That part's good, but the the experience that most people have, or I should say that the culture. There are obviously exceptions. There are people listening to this who have built families at a you know at a young age in major cities, and they're very happy. But I'm saying the culture is doing exactly what you talk about, which is encouraging the pursuit of things that no one cares. I'll say this: one of my favorite things that it was kind of an offhand comment he made, but Tucker during one of his monologues a long time ago when he was still at Fox before Fox you know did what they did. Um, he said, oh, yeah, you know, because women, they shouldn't have babies. They should all just be trying to, you know, make VP at the marketing firm. Now, it's a little he's being, you know, a little provocative with it. Right. He's, yeah. It's meaning to poke people a little bit. But his point is, unless you really want that. Why do you care? Meaning unless that fulfills you for most men, what fulfills them is to be in a place where they can provide for their family. Now, if you have a two parent or two income earning household. You're part of that mission together, but that's the the point. The point is not the self-congratulations of, you know, I made VP or, or, you know, I made partner at the law firm. Guys don't get excited about that just because it's, look at how great I am. It's, I can support my family. You can be the guy going to the construction site every day. Your hands are dirty. You're working long hours. It's really loud. What keeps you going with that? Yeah. You want to provide for your family. You want your wife to have good and your kids to have good food on the table, a nice, safe place to live, you know, and comfortable clothing on their backs. And that's why you go through what you go through. Men and women are built differently. There's a nurturing component for women. That's a, sorry, we're good. It's like we're getting into I, a Jordan fired Peterson up about conversation. This. Uh, the mask, the, 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 all of this to me comes back to men not doing their jobs. Yeah. Well, we can get into more of this. What do you all think about this, uh, family formation conversation? 800-282-2882. Have you downloaded the Prize Picks app? Well, I've been using it week in and week out. It's the easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. Glenn and I have both been having a lot of fun with it. You just uh, pick based on whether you think someone's going to do more or less than whatever sport it is you're interested in. Hundreds of players featured any number of sports, pro basketball, college basketball, hockey, golf, soccer, even eSports. Clay, do you know what eSports are? Are your kids into eSports? I, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a new, every time there's a new Fortnite that comes out, my kids are in front of the computer. They play the Madden and FIFA and all that. Yeah. I'm, I'm freakishly good at the FIFA soccer game on PlayStation. Don't tell my wife that. What is, yeah, I was like, going to say, what does Carrie think about that town? Does not, a, I only play when she's gone. That's, that's <laughs> like some guys have guys night out. I have guys night in where I play video games. Anyway, you can win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. Turn $10 into a thousand dollars. Prize Picks gives you quick withdrawals and a huge selection of players, sports, and stat types. It's so easy, even I've been using it. Download the Prize Picks app this basketball season in particular. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code. Download that Prize Picks app. Use Buck as the promo code. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So again, from the App Store, download Prize Picks and use promo code Buck. Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? 
It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another healthcare provider. Healthlock.com. Healthlock.com. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We need to continue this conversation. A lot of you want to weigh in, 800-282-2882. Um, and uh, we were talking about off the air. If you really wanted to have an impact in American society, so many athletes out there coming out publicly and saying men should get married and have kids and be heads of households, would be, I think, potentially transformative in terms of the lesson that it teaches going forward. If you want to love your children, love their mother is a good rule to have. Very good rule. Uh, Pure Talk believes in American values. Pure Talk believes free should mean exactly that, free. Switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk today. Get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No gotchas involved, no hidden fees. Samsung built-to-last damage-resistant screen. Quick charging battery, top tier data security. Uh, qualifying Pure Talk plans start at just 35 bucks a month. Unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data and a mobile hotspot. My own, he just turned 16 year old, has a Pure Talk phone. We use it to get in touch with him in the Travis household. You have to be 14 to get a phone. My second oldest son cannot wait. He will get a Pure Talk phone when he gets old enough. Average family can save a thousand dollars a year. 
Here's how you get hooked up. Just dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck. Get your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Save on wireless today. That's pound 250, pound 250. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. A lot of you wanting to weigh in conversations we're having. We also want to play uh, you in a little bit, the audio from Trump last night, uh, talking about who his VP pick, VP pick might be. Uh, but Aaron in Maine, uh, you actually hit on something that I have been driving home with in just private conversations. I don't think I've been on the air talking about it. Um, you've been married for 10 years, but no-fault divorce. I, I think this is huge. I think this is massive, but I'll let you make the argument, and then I want to build on it a little bit. Uh, Aaron, what you got? Um, so, so like you said, that I am married for 10 years this April, been with my wife since high school, so uh, 15 years. I just actually had my 33rd birthday last week. And when it comes with, like, no-fault divorce, I believe that if we were to get rid of that, um, it would be a start of a way to improve relations of people in my generation and younger about how that they look at relationships. Um, I, because, I, you keep making your argument, then I want to build on it. I, because um, with, with that, they have to think about the consequences of um, of getting married and make sure that they actually want to be with the person that they are with instead of just willy-nilly get married, get a divorce, or um, just go around doing the hookup culture. Yeah. Thank you for the call. So, Buck, I don't know if you've given any thought to this, because you're recently married. I, ideally, unless my wife leaves me in the next couple of months, uh, I'll be 20 years married in August. Um, so this whole concept of no-fault divorce... I understand why it became and why it came into existence in the 1950s and 60s because the idea was women felt like they were not able to leave abusive relationships. This is the argument, and we don't want to get the courts involved in trying to assess who is at fault and who's at not. I actually think no fault divorce shouldn't exist by and large. Now, both parties just really want to get done and they don't want to dive into it. I think you should have the ability to do that. But Buck, let me give you an analogy here. And I bet you haven't even thought about this, but I've seen people, uh, you know, getting divorced and, and thought about it some. Fortunately, I never did this in family law, so I never practiced in it. Imagine if you had no fault car accidents. Imagine if we just said, Hey, every car accident that happens, we're not going to assess who was to blame. We're not going to assess overall culpability. Just every car accident that occurs. We're going to say there is no fault on anybody, you know, that driving around in cars is inherently dangerous. Ultimately, what you would incentivize, Buck, is you would incentivize people who are uh, able to, if you drove around in a crappy car and you saw a fancy car, you would just drive right into it because you would benefit. You might get a nicer car from getting in an accident with a fancy car. If someone breaks up a marriage, if you walk out on your family, you shouldn't get in my opinion, uh, without kids, things like that, why should you get alimony? If you are the fault person in a in a relationship, and I know there are, uh, this happens, I think, a lot. There are people out there listening, nodding along. Somebody decides, hey, well, I'm sick of this relationship, and you don't have the money, and you walk out, and then you cheat on your partner, or you don't like them, you don't want to be with them, whatever the reason is, and then the person you walk out on has to pay for you to continue your life? Wow. How does that make any sense? Like, you shouldn't be rewarded for being the fault party. 
one of the problems is that the family courts are really, uh, I, I would argue, a violation of the Equal Protection Clause because they are actually skewed. People don't like to hear this, but it is true. They are skewed so far in favor of women in most states and most jurisdictions. And that would have made sense back in the days when, you know, women were expected to be the ones raising the children. And this was and all they never families. had jobs. They but never now, made any money. Yes, that's right. You know, now you get people that, you know, a, a woman, she's like in her mid 20s and some other guy with more money comes along or she's in her early 30s or whatever. And she decides it's time to trade up. You get a lot of that going on. Look, I grew up around this in New York City where in, in that case, it was particularly among some of my these were my friends fathers okay and my uh so my peers dads many of them and i'm very grateful that my parents have been married 45 years they just had their 45th uh or 45th wedding anniversary it might have been 46 sorry mom and dad i think it's 45th but anyway point being um i had a lot of friends whose dads decided oh this happened a lot around Wall Street, right? You gotta remember, I grew up in New York City, late eighties, into the nineties, Wall Street. Some of these guys start making a lot of money. Yeah. You know what they do? They said, all right, well, thank you for, you know, popping out two, three, four kids for me. Now I kind of want the, you know, the, uh, the Swedish model who's been like uh, our friend's <laughs> nanny for the last couple of months, yeah. like who's, who's 24. I think I'm going to give it a shot, you know, with her, you know, and try this whole get married again thing. That was very common in New York, and I can just tell you from my friends who went through that, it was doesn't matter how much money there was, doesn't matter you know how many nannies there were to pick up the slack, it was very emotionally and psychologically damaging to those kids, and I still see those scars on them to this day. My parents, by the way, credit uh, 55 years, got married back in 1969. They're both going to be 80 this year, uh, so happy 80th birthday to... Uh, Norman, Liz, Travis, who are down in Florida right now, um, having a good time trying to get away a little bit from the cold weather. Uh, we got a pastor who wants to weigh in, uh, John in Saratoga Springs, New York. Uh, John, what, what do you see? Uh, you obviously spend a lot of time, I'm sure, ministering to, uh, to families in difficult straits. Yes, that is true. Um, well, listen, here's the thing. Let me give you some bona fides. I've been married for 30, four years this year, have five children, and they're all doing awesome. I love my wife. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, the thing about it is this, and I do this every time I marry somebody. I tell them, look, the job of the man is to love his wife, and I can guarantee you're going to have a hard time doing it. And I always turn to the scripture where Paul talks about it, and he says, husbands, love your wives. And he says it about seven times in that passage of Scripture. It's in Ephesians 5. And so I stress to them all the time, guys, you are the success of the marriage. You need to learn how to love your wives, and you need to love them until your eyeballs fall out of your head because you're going to die trying. That's how hard they are to love, but you've got to do it. <laughs> and most guys can't do it. You know it. You've been married 20 years. Uh, Clay, you, you're going to learn it. It's hard to do, but if you do it and you stick to it, your children will thrive and life will be good. It isn't easy, but it'll be good and better. Thank you for the call. And again, there's a lot of single parents out there, and we're not trying to single you out. I know the difficult. I, when I had my first kid, Buck, mm -hmm. I can't imagine trying to raise 
a kid or kids plural doing the job of mom and dad. You may do a fabulous job. Your kids may be perfect. But as a general rule, the best way for kids to, to, to have success is with look mom and dad at home. You know, no, no one's, no one's perfect. And, and we sit here, you know, I was telling Claire this before, you know, I've, as over the course of writing my book, maybe that's just an excuse, but I put on like 10 pounds. And so when I sit here, I talk about, you know, putting down the cheesecake and getting to the gym. It's generally applicable that that is a good thing. If yes. somebody out there happens to also be in the more cheesecake than gym club recently, it's not an attack on anybody. It's not, you yeah. know, we're speaking about things that are generally true for our own benefit and for everyone's benefit. And when it comes to family structure and certainly when it comes to the data, uh, the sociological data on what happens in the absence of fathers and all this, these things are generally true and it's up to every individual to know well what are the circumstances that you've overcome that you had to deal with you know your challenges you know no one else is passing judgment but what is generally true is something that needs to be discussed because you're also trying to get the most good outcomes for the most people in this country which is true as a function of policy it's true as a function i think of just the way that americans think about family and think about uh, what it means to be successful and have and have a a um a, a life you know happy is a happy comes and goes productive and worthwhile i think is always the um the goal right happy yeah. is great but that'll that'll you know no one's happy all the time if you are that's a whole other thing i would also say that it's not only what you learn it's what you learn not to do so a lot of you out there listening to us may have gone through divorce in your families you may have been raised by a single parent uh, you understand that better than most, right? If you're a dad out there who dealt with an absent father figure, you know what that feels like in a way that a kid who grew up in a two-parent household doesn't. And so you, you mentioned athletes earlier, Buck. I think this is a really important aspect that needs to be examined more. There's a huge part of our society today that lives right and talks left. And I don't remember the first place I saw that phrase. I think it was actually the New York Times editorial page. But it said, if you look at really highly successful Democrats, they all, by and large, what do they have? Nuclear families. They have a mom and dad at home. They tend to uh, raise their kids, put them in private school. They do all these things that they tell people they don't need to do themselves. They talk left, but they live right. And, and, and that's what also, you'll see with athletes too. A lot of yeah, you, and you can be, you know, if you're making thirty million dollars a year to play a kids game, yes. um, you are insulated from a lot of bad choices, at least financially, economically. Um, I don't think necessarily spiritually, and in terms of your long term mental health and outlook on your life, but you are, if you're making big money to be in the NBA or any professional sports league out there, or you're an actor, you see this with actors who really you know, Hollywood stars that, you know, the Kardashians, I was going to tell people, they're like, well, Kim Kardashian got away with doing X, Y, or look at the video she put on the internet. Like, yeah, she's a mess and she's also a billionaire. So she's going to be able to get away with more stuff. And she came from a very rich family in the first place. Um, the decisions that you make for most people are going to be, uh, have more painful, certainly financial consequences earlier on. So look, what do you all think about this? 800-282-2882. We're talking, yeah, it was my, my parents' 46th wedding anniversary. 
uh, 47. That is so awesome. Gotta, I forget how old I am and my siblings are now, so I, I never know, like, what the actual... 46. You said your parents are on what, which, 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 uh, 55. My parents were old school before it was old school. They were married for a full decade before I was born. So back in, they got married in 1969. Uh, I, I had what at the time I thought were old parents because they were in their thirties when I was born and growing up in Tennessee, you can imagine like everybody started having kids like 22, 23 years old back when I was a kid. Um, now it's very common for people to get into their thirties, but so they were married for a full decade before they had my sister and me. And, uh, yeah, they, they just, they, this year, sorry, will celebrate their 55th wedding anniversary. So we've got old photos of our parents' weddings. We've got VHS tapes from early years of the kids, probably little clay running around causing all kinds of problems, doing things his parents told them not to do. How can you enjoy that stuff today? Well, Legacy Box can come through for you because Legacy Box will take those old VHS tapes, that old media you can't watch anymore, and they will make it so you can enjoy it digitally, right? They'll transfer it into digital files that you can have in the cloud. So it's just basically a link that you click on or a thumb drive, however you want it. You know, that's why it's so important to use Legacy Box now because over time, these things fade, the tapes start to fall apart. You want to do this, and it's also so much fun because while you're putting your legacy box together, I saw this with my uh, with my in-laws, you get to go through these old videos and photos, and you get to relive those memories a little bit, and then you know you're going to really enjoy them when the box comes back, and you can watch them full length. Legacy Box specializes in this, and they've done it for my family. They've done it for Clay's. Send them your aging tapes, film reels, print photos, whatever old media you have, and they'll care carefully transfer everything and return it along with brand new digital files. A million and a half families have benefited from Legacy Box. Clay and I have relied on it for our families. Go to LegacyBox.com slash buck and save 50%. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K for 50% off their regular prices. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. All right, welcome back into... Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? 
HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another healthcare provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Clay and Buck, um, we are going to take some of your calls here in a second. Also, give you a sense of what's next up here on the show. Uh, we will discuss in New York City, they are giving out prepaid debit cards to migrants now. So they're just basically giving them digital cash. Uh, and then in um, Oklahoma, I'm sorry, in um, uh, Chicago, you ever read something, you see something on your screen, Clay, and you just read it? Um, I was looking up something else. In Chicago, you're Ron Burgundying it. I, I Ron Burgundy for a second. In Chicago, they're having a similar issue with migrants getting resources, and some of the residents of Chicago are very displeased. So uh, we will discuss all that coming up here momentarily. Let's now get to uh, Jeff in Phoenix, Arizona. He's a single dad. What's up, Jeff? Morning, all. Hey. Yeah, but I've been raising, I raised two sons. I'm still raising one. He's a senior in high school. It's rough. So it's How hard, you, right? I mean, having, yeah. having a, having a partner in this would have made things easier. I mean, we appreciate you stayed around and raised your kids. We're sure you're a great dad, but it's not, it's not an easy thing you're telling us. Uh, no. <laughs> there are many things that as easy as not on the list. Yeah. So how have you found, I'm, I'm actually curious. There's a lot, there's far more single moms than there are single dads. And we were talking about the, the buck was talking about the family court apparatus and everything that to be fair, oftentimes seems like it's slanted in favor of moms. How have you found that experience as a single dad compared to a single mom? The family court is, I have found family court is absolutely skewed towards the mom. Um, the only reason I have custody is I got an email 2010-ish. I don't remember exactly when. Hey, I'm moving on such and such a date. And at the time, I didn't trust her. So uh, I reached out to the school and said, hey, look, I don't know what's going on. If she doesn't come and pick him up, because at the time we had joint custody week on, week off. And I said, I don't know if she's going to be there or not. But if she doesn't pick him up, give me a call and I'll head over after work. And so about. 3.15 or so, whatever time school got out at the time. They called me and said, she's not here. She didn't pick him up. And I said, all right, I'll be there in a couple hours. And from that point forward, uh, we were actually still in a custody dispute at the time. And uh, I was very frustrated with my lawyer because, to me, that's parental abandonment. And he didn't want to file it that way. And I said, screw you. And I walked away. Thank you for the call and thank but you for I, raising uh, those boys. Uh, I, I, I've got three. I can, I cannot even imagine, um, if I had them solo given everything that's, uh, that's going on. Uh, 
in general and all their lives and all the challenges that would be associated with it. And again, single parent households, we appreciate what you are doing. But the fact that as a government, again, that, that data point, Buck, that, that 76% of black kids were born in married, marital households in 1965. Now over 70% are born out of wedlock. How do you explain that by anything other than governmental incentives have discouraged the nuclear family? I mean, it's, it's impossible for me to come up with a philosophy or a theory on why that would have happened otherwise, connected as it is to the great society and everything that got implemented starting in the 1960s. This is why I thought LBJ was one of the three worst presidents in history. Although, he just did what the Democrat Party wanted him to do, but he was a bad guy for a whole bunch of reasons, too. Conversation for another time. That Robert Caro book, have you read it? That trilogy My dad loves it. Oh, it's so well done. One of the best nonfiction works ever. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 